December 30th. A group of women who hide their faces under black niqabs buy mandarins and eggplants in the green grocery. All of them cover their hands with black gloves. They only show their eyes. Around them there are white plastic tents with clothes hanging and dozens of children playing on the dusty road. All these women share a past and an uncertain future. We are at Al-Hol refugee camp in eastern Syria, in a desert area near the border with Iraq. And they are some of the 70,000 relatives of ISIS militants, most of them women and children, who were held in detention in Al-Hol camp. There are about 30,000 Iraqis, 28,000 Syrian and over 10,000 from third countries living in white tents. Many of these children, who have grown up in the Caliphate, do not know the outside world. The camp is guarded by the Kurdish-led Syrian Democratic Forces. In the bakery, there is a French woman, Leila, who explains that she is the widow of a well-known French ISIS fighter who was killed. She recalls the trip that changed her life forever. On Italy, on Spain, on Spain. Toulouse est dans le sud de la France. Donc on est allé en Espagne et de l'Espagne on a pris un avion et on est allé en Turquie. We lived in Toulouse, in the south of France. We went to Spain and in Spain we took a plane to Turkey. Once in Turkey, she says that they paid a human trafficker to cross the Turkey-Syria border. I think it is obvious that Turkey let us cross. There were soldiers. When they saw us, they pretended to have a break and they let us in, she says. Five and a half years had passed since the trip when Leila traveled with her husband and her four children, a boy, two little twins and a newborn baby, to join ISIS. According to her, her husband would be Sabri Esid, a jihadist from Toulouse. He joined the Islamic State in 2014, and he became known when an ISIS propaganda video showed him standing next to a child with a gun. The child killed the man by shooting in his head. Later, it was learned that the child was Rajan, the son of a woman from Toulouse called Leila, who would have had him with a previous partner. A classmate of Rajan in Toulouse recognized him in the propaganda video, and the paternal grandmother in an interview with the French media said that Leila, her son's ex-partner, told them nothing to their plans to travel to Syria, the grandmother accuses them of turning her grandchild into a monster. Leila says her husband mistreated her son because he was a child that she had had with another man before she married Sabri Esid. Leila calls him a child of fornication. The father of my children was not the father of my first child, and he made him pay for it since we arrived, she says. He made my son get killed for his cause. I had no right to say yes or no. I had to go with the brothers. He hit me, she continues. And when the child died, they didn't allow her to cry because she had to behave like the mother of a martyr. Leila says that her husband is dead and she doesn't feel anything about it. Only Leila knows the real reasons why she traveled to Syria, what happened there, what she did and saw during the four years that she spent inside the Islamic State. She assures that she hardly knew anything about Islam when she joined the Caliphate with her husband. She explains that she studied till upper secondary education. She had the exam, but she stopped studying because she had a baby. All this happened before she met her husband, the person who, according to Leila, put the idea into her head of traveling to Syria. It was her previous life. She calls it her life before Islam. In France I had my life. I worked, I was with my children, I was independent. I got into Islam and suddenly this person gave me this idea. Not very fast, because he had no confidence in me, but shortly before he brought me here. And I was already pregnant with twins. It was not easy, one of my daughters was sick. 
some heart problems, so it was not easy to leave him, she says. The woman assures that the majority of people who came to Syria wanted to leave after some time, but they were afraid to do that. Once in Syria she wanted to return. We realized that they had lied to us, she adds. Leila explains that before coming to Syria, she and her husband were married for two years in France. He worked, but he already was known by judiciary system because of his ideas. The jihadist Sabri Asid was a French Tunisian from Toulouse linked to Islamic radicalism since he was young. He is well known in France and everywhere, she explains. Asid's stepbrother called Mohamed Merah murdered seven people, including three children, in 2012 in France, and he was killed by police. Sabri Asid traveled to Syria with his family two years after that episode. In Syria, Leila explains that his husband was working in the internal security of ISIS. Leila assures she never saw al-Baghdadi, ISIS leader, because she was locked up. I lived where he worked, in the security forces with them. He put me upstairs. I had no right to leave, to do what I wanted, she adds. Little information has emerged about the death of his husband, the jihadist from Toulouse. Leila says that he died in Abu Hammam, next to Mayadeen. She explains that when her husband died, I was put with the French, but it was in Baghdad. There was bombing, I did not know what to do alone. She insists that she never took up arms because she was busy with her children. She assures that their children never studied in the schools of ISIS, but she would like that they studied in Quran school. Leila arrived at Al-Hol camp in February 2019, almost a year ago. She says that life in a camp is not easy, but it is better than war. If you could turn back the time, would you still be with your husband and with ISIS? We asked Leila. No, Leila replied. Regarding the future, I am not going to lie. I fear jail, the fact of being separated from my children. I am not in a hurry. I want to spend more time with my children, Leila adds. So in a way, she says, although the conditions are difficult, she prefers to stay here. The time that I spend here is extra time that I spend with my children. I am making the most of this time, she adds. Do you think that France will take you back? We asked. We are waiting, Leila replies. Sometimes we feel that yes, sometimes not, she adds. Do you think that the French government has already decided? I don't think so, I think it depends on the pressure of public opinion, I don't know. She explains that she does not have a lot of information from outside, she only gets it when she gets some order. We ask Leila that in case of being convicted, if she rather prefers to be sentenced in Rojava or France, she answers Rojava if they don't have the death penalty. Just because of my children, she adds. We ask Leila if she regrets that she did not request security for her children. I can't do it, she replies, because we are afraid we are here. Here, if they think that we have contact with anyone outside, they will kill us, she adds. I told you I was already beaten for talking, she says. She explains that she already had an interrogation. I was waiting for them to come to take me for an interrogation and take advantage of that occasion. But because of my husband's name, the father of my children, because of his past, I thought about myself that everything was very hard, that they blamed me, but I had nothing to do with him, Leila insists. I just work, live, and I try to spend more time with my children. We leave Leila at the bakery, where she works in the camp. She explains that her children are inside the tent with a young woman who takes care of them. She is not French, she specifies. A group of children play between the puddles. Most of children in Al-Hol camp, some of them born because of rape, do not have birth certificates according to UNICEF. And at least 390 of them died due to malnutrition, cold and preventable diseases. Women in black, who share past and an uncertain future, make daily purchase while their children are paying for their parents' decisions.